because you're a cunt. Well, that's not very interesting. Hello, testing. Check one, two, three, four. Caleb Stevenson. Because this virus essentially was invented. Abs and a six pack. Yeah, maybe Michelle Obama like might be a man. I don't know. I'm smoking weed, drinking vodka. Would a bad set of boobs on a nice girl be fine, or would a bad set of butt on a nice girl be, be fine? I will flat out shoot you in the fucking face. I have a crystal meth medical card. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm doctor prescribed. It's abs and a six pack. Just the A today. I'm joined by Larry, that Larry Show dot com. What's going on, Larry? Yo, I gotta know. How did you come up with that name for your show? Uh, our last, the initials of our last names, ABS, and uh, then we usually have a couple beers, so six pack. Uh, uh, the go. the way that worked is, okay. All the ideas for names we came up with had already been taken, sadly by NPR, gotcha. which was depressing to think that we're thinking on the same wavelength as the people that make NPR podcasts. I think two or three <laughs> of them ended up being NPR podcasts already. We were like, oh god. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's the, right. uh, that's the origin story. And then uh, our good friend Cassie solved. did the artwork. Nice Took her about an hour. She's, she's great. But, yeah, what's going nice on in the world of Larry? How's, uh, have, you, have you fled L.A. yet? You know, I'm working on it. Um, <laughs> I, was just, I just got back from a uh, cross-country trip driving, which was pretty wild. And uh, so, yeah, you, you really realize how... Uh, how what another great world there is out there when you uh, when you leave leave the uh, coastal elite zone of which I'm I, I live but I'm certainly not a part and um, you know, some nice people out there and nice places to live one of these days I'm going to pick one of them and get out of here. What brought you to L.A. in the first place? Uh, it was work. I was um, I was working for a uh, for a magazine and they transferred me out here to. Uh, Head up their operation on the coast, and you know I was glad about it. I'd had a, <laughs> I'd had quite enough of New York at that point, and uh, back then L.A. was a very nice place to live, but they fucked that up over the over the years. So, yeah, I've never been out there. You know, I think it's pretty, you know. Well, it's not as pretty as it was, but um, yeah, they've they've kind of uh, they've ruined it. So. Yeah, it's a darn uh, shame. Homeless. Uh, so, so I guess it is a shame. You, uh, I mean, everybody, especially in the comedy world, from the people I follow, like obviously Rogan, but I mean, it's not just Texas people are fleeing to. I mean, I know some people have come to Nashville, uh, mm-hmm. Jersey, uh, and I mean, is the bad leadership is one thing, but I think the taxes are, uh, and especially the new proposed taxes are why everybody's going, I got to get the hell out of here. Yeah, for sure. But the shame of it is, so many of the uh, pinheads that that leave, um, they're they're just fine with the shitty leadership until it bites them in the ass with taxes, which always go hand in hand, and then and then crime, and suddenly it's oh, I got to get out of here. But as soon as but as many people in Texas are telling me, it's like get the fuck out. Don't you 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 can come here, but leave your politics home. You know where you came from. But they don't. It's like what are those? Is it cuckoos or? Some birds, they, they, they raid other birds' nests and fuck them up and make them shit all over them and make them messes as well. That's pretty much what they do. <laughs> right? 
the first one that came to mind was the dodo bird, but that's a different thing. That's the ones that didn't have any predators. Know. Okay. So, yeah. so they, well. they lived on this island and there were no predators. So once humans found them, they would just like, you could club one of them, knock them out, start cooking them and eating them. And the rest of the dodo birds just would keep waddling around, not even scared because they'd never had anybody to any predators before. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that. I thought they just went extinct from... I don't know, dinosaurs ate them or something, but, um, hmm. I mean, that we did that to them. That might be fake news I'm spreading, but that's what my understanding of it is. (laughs) Some bro science, some bro history. Sounds plausible. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's kind of happening now, isn't it? In, uh, some of our, uh, some of our cities, Kenosha and Minneapolis and all of them. So where is Kenosha? Kenosha's in Wisconsin. Um, it's another state I've never been to. It's it's a pretty place. I've been there a couple times, you know, up in the lake country. It's nice. Um, but, you know, man, as uh, Cardi B said, shit's getting real. Shit's <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm assuming you saw the, uh, the WAP video. Oh, of course. I've seen that. I've seen the one with uh, Ben Shapiro's face uh, deep faked onto it and <laughs> a couple others. Yeah. How do you miss that? Yeah, yeah. There was one with the Kamala and Biden deep faked. I think Biden oh, really? was deep faked onto Cardi B. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Some that of those have stuff. become. It's amazing. Yeah, man. It's, I mean, it's amazing. I, that was my thought when I saw um, Rogue One, the Star Wars movie. It's like a prequel to A New Hope, mm-hmm. and uh, they had young Princess Leia in there, and then they had Tarkin, the uh, general of the Death Star, who's the actor's dead and mm. it looked convincing enough that I was like, and that was, you know, s- several years ago that movie came out. I'm just yeah. thinking like, if they're doing this now, like, I mean, the president of the United States could be dead and like, we would never know it. I mean, cause that, sure. I mean, I'm sure they have way more better te- deep fake technology. The military does or whoever does. Yeah. Um, the best I've seen is, um, and I just stumbled on this, you know, it was kind of in the, the column on the right on YouTube. And it was this guy, this <clears throat> Saturday Night Live guy, Bill Hader, I guess. I love Bill Hader. He's some kind of, an, does, he does impressions. You know, I'm not an SNL, SNL guy, but. Oh, was that the one where he turns into Tom him, Cruise when he's talking, doing the impression? Yeah, yeah. They had him doing Cruise, Schwarzenegger, Al Pacino. And it was so utterly seamless, mm-hmm. the transition from his face. To, and it, and they never really completely went to the other guy's face. It's just like they, they plugged in the eyes and the nose and the mouth. It was absolutely undetectable. It was, it was fucking creepy. It was yeah, so it was good. like it, it shifts without you even noticing it happened. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty so, nuts. yeah, you're correct. There could be any, anybody could be, probably a uh, little dumpling boy over there in uh, Pyongyang has probably been dead for months. And they're deep faking him. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I uh, so I love Bill Hader though. That was, <clears throat> I think, when we were talking guy. with Darren last time, I think I gave him as my favorite SNL character. He's a uh, he's like a really good, um, he's a great comedic actor, like Hot Rod. Yeah. If you've seen that movie, he's got like a he, he wore hair uh, extension plugs for the whole like six months they were making that movie. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, and then he uh. But he's he's a good serious actor too. He's the HBO show Barry, with him and uh, mm-hmm. Stephen Root and Henry Winkler. Um, he's he's really good. Bill Hader's the I'll man. Have to check that out. Yeah, he seems he seems a very talented guy for sure. 
He, he plays an actor in Barry. He plays, uh, or he plays a hitman, like an assassin for hire, mm-hmm. ex-military. But he like wants to give it all up to get into acting, so he moves to L.A. Starts taking like. I don't, I don't want to give too much away, but it's it's a pretty good show. But yeah, yeah um, <laughs> shoot, what's going on in the world right now, man? I've I've been kind of out of the loop the last couple of days. Have there been any new developments as to the state uh, of know, the collapse of the United States? It's uh, it's pretty pretty damned uh, pretty damned intense. I'll tell you that, man. But you know the thing is, when I was um, when I was traveling, uh, you know, of course, I avoided. I didn't go through any hot spots. Um, but I didn't see any, any discord, any bullshit going on anywhere I went. Everybody was friendly and nice. And, um, you know, the whole, the whole thing, I think the entire, the media and social media and everything completely overblows and distorts, um, the state of the country to make it look as bad as they possibly can. Yeah, um, that's you know, definitely true. That's just my, my, really, you know. So uh, that's they're doing a good job of um, of pissing people off and getting people at each other's throats. They're, they're very good at that. The only thing I had was like when I came back. Uh, there's a thing uh, in LA called the uh, Melrose Trading Post, and it's one of these big open air flea market things. And my my daughter loves to go there. She loves to buy you know baubles and whatever the hell. So she wanted to go. We we took a ride over the hill there. And I was walking down the street, and almost everybody in L.A. is wearing a mask, you know, in the great outdoors. People on beaches, people on fucking tennis courts. It's absurd. You know, they're insane. (laughs) And so I'm walking down the street with my wife and my daughter, and these two women are coming toward me, both masked up. And this one, she was, like, ancient. And she just, she fucking glared at me. I mean, the hate bomb. Of course, the look was returned in full. But it was like, how dare you not conform? And, you know, like I was endangering her fucking health because I, I passed her from eight feet away on a street in a stiff wind, you know. <laughs> um, but that's it. it. That's the, that's you know, so like I said, I went 6,600 miles. And the only uh, negativity I got was uh, right back here at home from some idiot. Yeah, that happens. There's, you'll run into a person like that in Tennessee here every once in a while, but it's rare. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't, you don't even have to, like, I went to get my uh, tags renewed on the uh, on the truck, and you don't even have to wear a mask to go in the courthouse, so they're pretty yeah. chill about it here. But, I mean, I think Knoxville itself has mandated um, masks, but Kane, the dude from WWE, the Undertaker's brother or whatever, mm-hmm. he's, uh, he's the mayor. <laughs> he's pretty libertarian. No so, shit. Really? Yeah. The wrestler's brother is the mayor? Or no, he's a wrestler, too. Um yeah, if you look it up, uh, there's the running joke for a while. Uh, Kane from WWE. I think he's like the son of Satan, Undertaker's brother, something like that. But uh, Glenn Jacobs is his name, and he's he's the mayor of Knox County, and he's you know against NSA spying. He's pro weed decriminalization, um, mm-hmm. but he's he Knox County mandated the masks, and then he since he's the mayor, he's like we're gonna not enforce this. <laughs> Good for him. It's pretty. The, the running joke for a while though was like, "Is that Kane? Why is he wearing a suit? Kane. I think he's running for mayor." That's so funny, man. Yeah, he won in a landslide. Our, our first date, I took her to a wrestling match in uh, Madison Square Garden, and the Undertaker was at the at the top of the card. That's nice. pretty crazy. 
Wow. I've never seen <laughs> WWF or WWE live or anything. I've never seen any fight like in person. Um, but of course that's all choreographed, but it is fun. It's Oh yeah. My friends love that it's, stuff. It's especially back great in the day. Yeah. They back used to in the day. <laughs> they used to uh I had friends that used to uh back before they the nanny state made you put uh nets around your trampoline. Mm-hmm. They would break trampolines in each other's arms on occasion just doing WWE moves out on the trampoline. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 Classic. <laughs> I used to uh, sit in, sometimes they do voices on a radio station in New York years ago when I worked at ABC. And um, this guy did the morning morning uh, show. His name was Alan Combs. I don't know if he's dead. He used to be on Fox. But he uh, he had on one morning uh, Sergeant Slaughter. I don't know if you remember him. He was quite a colorful wrestler. It rings a bell. The guy was great. Yeah, the guy, he drove it. He- he drove a camo-painted uh, Coupe de Ville, you know, dressed in camo, had the Smokey the Bear hat and the aviator shades. He was a real, he was a, he was a pisser. And so we're uh, sitting in the studio, and he's got this big uh, Smokey Bear hat on, and so Combs says, so what is this I hear about that you wrestlers actually put slivers of razor blades in your wrist wrappings and you slash your own foreheads because the more you bleed, the more you make, and the crowds love it and so forth. And so Slaughter goes, that's absolutely false. I would never, ever knowingly mutilate myself. I, I'm offended you even asked that question. Right? <laughs> As he's saying this, he, he's slowly taking off the, the smoky bear hat and pointing out his fucking forehead looked like railroad tracks with stitchings and grooves. <laughs> he'd done this like 10,000 times. It's very oh. funny. Yeah. I'd never even <laughs> heard that uh, allegation. It makes sense, though. Oh, it's absolutely true. I don't know if they still do, but that's what they would do back then. That you know, the, the blood, the blood used to really flow in that ring, and it was all self-inflicted. Yeah. Yeah, I've been. Uh, it's not Jake the Snake, but he's in it. That uh, the yoga guy. Oh, Diamond Dallas Page. Um, and oh, Jake the Snake, and in that era, those guys were all just, I mean, just out of their minds on pain pills because they take real damage like every night. I mean, they're oh. doing. Oh yeah, they're taking like uh, how many nights a year were they like for a while? I think it was like you know two hundred nights a year they'd be just beating the hell out of each other. Oh hell yeah! Now they never gave those guys credit because as choreographed as it is, it's still dangerous as fuck, and mm-hmm. they are all you know killer. They're all excellent athletes, but people send, tend to overlook that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jake the Snake told some kind of story. Uh, can't remember who it was um but he he had you know he had that big python or whatever it was and uh a couple wrestlers like were so scared of it like they pulled guns on him and stuff (laughs) away from me (laughs) some of those old wrestling stories are crazy it's like the uh outlaw country stories like guns and oh yeah fist fights (laughs) yeah good stuff yeah i haven't seen a match in quite a while but i should it was always entertaining. <laughs> so I heard you had Darren on. Did you guys have fun? <laughs> yeah, last night was a beautiful train wreck. It was, uh, we had Tom Starkweather, Nick the Rat, and then oh uh, Darren hopped in. And then uh, they Grimerica was coming on that night too, so they, they all stayed mm-hmm. for Grimerica. And by that time, I was hammered. Uh, Where are you? Where were you drinking? 
Bloody Marys with the <laughs> bloody <laughs> drink of blood, Bloody Marys before the show, and then I killed a six pack of Sweetwater Double IPAs, eight percent. Oh my! And uh, wow. yeah, I don't really remember the last hour, but I'm sure it was. I'm sure I've made an ass of myself. Was <laughs> will be available at some point today when I find the time to upload it. But yeah, that was great. Um, <laughs> went about close to stream was almost six hours, but I think between those two shows is about uh, four hours. You I don't have it in me to, to take do a that. couple of bathroom at bathroom breaks with all that imbibing, huh? My oh God. yeah, yeah. I went outside to <laughs> pee and uh, smoke a cigarette at least once or twice. <laughs> it was uh, no, it was great though. I love all those guys. Grab America, their their shows. Uh, one of the first podcasts I actually started listening to. So, it's oh, I got a big fan of those I guys. Heard that one yet? I'm a yeah, they, big fan of Darren's just from right from the start. And mm-hmm. so I'm gonna I'm gonna check out Grab America. I like the title too. Yeah, they're uh. They're pretty much only, I don't think they've done an episode that wasn't an interview in a while, but they uh, who they had MoFax on not too long ago. They had uh, Del Bigtree mm-hmm. talk about vaccines, oh, cool. um, but a cool. lot of it's real paranormal stuff. They get into, they'll have people on there that, in my opinion, are just out of their minds talking about like, mm. you know, aliens and crystals and like abductions and ghosts. But it's, they, they do it, they do it in an Art Bell kind of way where they, I mean, I, it's not that I don't believe in that stuff, but I mean, I would, they, they don't really, um, they handle it better than I would. I'd be pushing back on it a little bit, but they're like, they, they're really good <laughs> interviewers, no matter what the topic is, but their, their podcast is awesome. They do it out of an igloo in the deep North. <laughs> Two Canadian. Yeah, I, I love that hocus pocus stuff. Art Bell. And now, um, <clears throat> tells a guy's name, George Newry. Yeah. I, I thought I liked art better, but, uh, George isn't bad. I, have you heard the, uh, I wonder if I can find this. The uh, collar that got dropped on Art Bell back in the day on Coast to Coast. No. It's like the famous Area oh, 51 collar. Oh, I did. I did hear that. I yeah. did hear that. Yeah, I did. It's pretty, pretty scary sounding. I don't know if it was fake, but. Yeah, it could know. have been fake, but like the. Um, it, was... it, it, it lines up with a lot of other things I already kind of. I'm keen to believing in, so I, I choose to believe that that call was real. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, who knows? Yeah, you know, it's uh, um, the, my the only the only thing is like Area 51 is such a cliche thing. That's the only red flag I had from that guy. I was like, really, Area 51? I bet they don't even do anything yeah. out there anymore. Got- yeah, I you know I don't know. I but, you know I'm not that dialed into it, but I have um some years ago I drove to the. Uh, you know, one of the, the perimeter of Area 51. It was out there in the desert. There was nothing around. And I, I wish I'd, I don't think I photographed it. I wish I had. But there was a sign up on a, on a barbed wire fence put there, obviously, by, you know, the government, Area 51. And interestingly enough, it didn't, you know, most times when you approach something like that, it says, this is whatever the hell, government property, stay out, subject to prosecution, you know, all the usual saber-rattling saber phrases. <laughs> but this thing literally said, in effect, we will kill you. It said, you know, something like, if you try to get over this wall, you know, lethal force will be used. Something, I was like, holy fuck, man. Oh, it's... <laughs> These uh, guys are serious, you know? Yeah, it's it was, uh, it was, it was, something real similar uh, around here, Oak Ridge, Tennessee, um, you know, where, where they built the... Where the Oak Ridge uh, boys are from? 
Yeah, I think so. Unless they just <laughs> stole the name. Um, but yeah, Oak Ridge <laughs> is where the uh, Manhattan Project was, where they were uh, right doing all that. And uh, my grandfather was uh, grew up in the wheat community where the government just basically said, you guys all have to get the hell out of here. And they just took their land, gave them pennies on the oh, dollar. Shit. And uh, really, yeah, because they needed all that land to build like the lab. But they still Oak Ridge is, has those same. We took a wrong turn one time freshman year of high school mm-hmm. going to like a prom type event. And mm-hmm. out of nowhere, going down this road, just <clears throat> dudes in camo popped out from behind the trees, pointing assault rifles at us. And we're like, ooh, wrong. Really? Yeah. And you see wow. drones flying around above in the sky oh, all over shit. there. And uh, so, yeah, I, I didn't. It's a place I would never want to live because if China, God forbid, nukes us, I feel like that's in the top 10 targets. <laughs> it's like, oh, Ridge, they have a crazy stuff going on there. Like front page of NBC News a year, maybe less than a year ago was like scientists at Oak Ridge say they're close to opening a gateway to another dimension. I'm like, if they're admitting that that's what they're doing, <laughs> they admit they're doing that in Oak Ridge. What are they not telling us? I was like, Jesus Christ. A gateway to another dimension. Yeah. I think LSD freaks have been found that gate decades <laughs> ago, but wow. It's, yeah. Well, that's what the Art Bell Area 51 caller was saying. It's like the aliens aren't extraterrestrial. They're interdimensional. And the, uh, yeah. the precursor to the space program made contact with them, which was the Nazis. Um, of course, the Nazis were building mm. fl- flying saucers and all this stuff. Nikola mm. Tesla claims he made contact. It's uh, that whole thing is. Did he crazy. did he claim that too? I didn't know that. Yeah, he would. Uh, I mean, he was kind of crazy. He he died. He died in love with a pigeon. He was literally in yes. love with a pigeon. So, grain of salt with mm. Tesla, but no. my, one of my favorite wackier like QAnon people theories is that because Trump's uncle got the patents, a lot of Nikola Tesla's patents, that like <laughs> Trump is a time traveler and he's, <laughs> and he's like saving the world uh go like going it's outrageous i hadn't heard that one either wow like yeah that, that one stuff the q stuff is it's pretty silly sometimes and now they've been um they've been banned right from they can't do twitter anymore didn't jack dorsey give all those everything I think it was 150,000 plus I, accounts wow facebook purged him I, I think too. the reason what happened with the Twitter, what the, broke the Campbell's back for that, because they were already shadow banning most of that stuff, but mm. Chrissy Teigen, John Legend's right, wife, was having that whole, I mean, she, like, and and all kinds of people like Seth Green and Will Smith, since they were on Epstein's flight mm. log, and, mm. and some other weird things like their pizza tweets and all their, uh, mm. like Chrissy Teigen was live tweeting toddlers and tiaras in a very inappropriate manner. Stuff like that, like they were just getting harassed by by the cube and on people to no end. I think the the celebrities that were implicated in that, whether it was correct or not, um, mm-hmm. I think they they had Twitter uh, put the kibosh on that. I wouldn't be surprised. So they all sort of uh, circled the wagons and said uh, to Jack, "Make him stop," and he did. Huh? Wow, that's what it seems like. I mean, kind of like when uh, Amy Schumer's Netflix special came out. Mm-hmm. And it got not even one. It was like rated zero stars or one star, like universally. Right. Like within a week, Netflix got rid of the uh, star rating system. 
Yeah. Same idea, I would assume. <laughs> yeah. I don't know where it's all going to uh, shake out, Chris. It's pretty. Um, it's pretty uh, pretty scary, you know. At least at the uh, like you said at, at the at the digital level, it's it's really awful um, when you sort of move around and you know bricks and mortar, farmland and ranches, and people are still pretty cool for the most part. But man, this digital stuff, not yeah. good. Um. Yeah, they make like like you said, social media and the media make everything seem a lot worse. Like I would say, even um, even people that I overall tend to agree with more, like Tucker Carlson or an Alex Jones, um, they they make it seem like it's the the end of America. And I mean, maybe they're right, mm-hmm. but uh, it, there's also I don't know. I'm not worried about um, riots in the streets as much as I'm worried about uh, the economics that um, these multiple trillions of dollars that were printed out are going to impl- imply for the next, you know, 30 years. Yeah. I don't see how we dig ourselves out of that ditch that the feds yeah. dig us into. And yeah, that's my biggest yeah, complaint with Trump print. is Trump just has no problem just printing money out of thin air. I mean, if we've yeah. more than tripled the amount of U.S. dollars that were in rotation, then what does that mean, like, how much is, you know, milk and eggs going to cost in 10 years? Mm-hmm. Well, you, you know, when you combine that with um, this, you know, you've got the possibility, very likelihood of hyperinflation, like you said, because of all this fiat money. Layer that with um, the fact that it seems that the left doesn't ever want this pandemic to end. You know, it's just, oh, there's mm-hmm. going to be mutations and you're going to need a vaccine and then a booster vaccine or the new world behind closed doors, the masked world. And then layer that with these Antifa assholes who are clearly very well organized, very well funded, and are attempting to destabilize the country through, uh, through you know, relentless violence. Um, yeah, that, that's a pretty, that's a pretty uh, dangerous cocktail. When you put that all together, sure. You know yeah, what I'm gonna get is is the, this. I mean, if you think about it, um, Trump did manage to, it seems, obliterate, annihilate ISIS, and those assholes were, I think, were a lot smarter and a lot better ar- ar- <clears throat> armed and better organized than these Antifa assholes. assholes. And they were on the other side of the earth, you know. Uh, but I guess that's what makes Antifa so difficult. Because probably half of them are holding. Um, professorial chairs in various uh, colleges around the country. But they have been declared a terrorist organization, and I wish the government would just come down on them with both feet, you know, and just eradicate them. Yeah. Um, I think they are investigating, uh, like, where their funding comes from. But, like, we already know it's Soros and a bunch of other people like that. So it's, I don't, it's, it's like public knowledge you can look at the documentation mm. so i don't understand why trump's like investigating it maybe to make sure they mm. catch him in a crime i don't know but uh yeah it's i mean <clears throat> do you have a way to go to a uh, internet browser right now sure have you done the antifa.com thing yet you know i saw that but i didn't do it but i'll plug it in right now i think uh, ted cruz pointed it out I think it's dot com. 
Yep. Takes you right to Biden <laughs> 2020. <laughs> right. Right to yeah. Joe. That's pretty that's pretty cool. Um <laughs> I don't know who did that, but I feel like it was I mean, who knows? They're probably bunking them and they did a good job. It's pretty yep. funny. Yeah. <laughs> but who knows? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't know. They I, the anti stuff is not a problem at all here in the deep south. So I I'm I never can tell how um how bad it really is. I know I mean I know in Portland and Milwaukee and places like that it's horrible, but I, that's not really representative of most major cities, is it? You know, I I don't know. That's a good question, but what I do know is it from the if the reports are correct, um they are in in almost in many situations um Big chunks of them are coming in from out of town, so it may not be a problem in Nashville or Knoxville or Lexington or whatever. But they they have cars and they have minivans and buses and they drive to locations. I think they said that in the Kenosha thing, sixty um, percent of the arrests were not locals. Mm-hmm. That's a big number, and they're likely yeah, so on somebody's assholes, payroll. They, they are in they're on somebody's payroll and they're inserting themselves into uh, into you know, various situations to you know, cause more trouble. Yeah. I just, <laughs> I just saw a note I took last night. Um, I don't know who's, I don't know if it was Grimerica or Nick the rat, but somebody used the phrase blackface etiquette. <laughs> so I think that's what, I think that's probably a good title for yesterday's episode. Blackface <laughs> etiquette. Huh. Oh, that's um, good. <clears throat> yeah. Jimmy Fallon's, uh, Apolog- like usually if you apologize it makes it worse but Jimmy Fallon uh, did like a whole apology tour now he's good to go he's still got his uh, tonight show or whatever it is he's doing yeah well <clears throat> it's a pretty valuable valuable franchise there with Jimmy at the helm I don't imagine they're gonna flip him <clears throat> excuse me anytime soon but even um, Ellen's uh, taking a fall of course she's like <laughs> I think uh Q says Ellen has kids tied up in her behind her studio or under <laughs> underground in the. <laughs> it is weird. Her uh, um, Ellen's set. It's um, the same exact color scheme as the, the blue and white stripes with the palm trees and all that. It looks just like Jeffrey Epstein's right. temple. Oh man! Yeah. <laughs> it could, could just be an unfortunate it's, coincidence. Who knows? <laughs> who knows? You know, I saw her perform uh, stand-up before she ever got famous or, or, or the television show or whatever. And the f- strange thing is, she was very funny. I remember thinking, holy crap, this chick is good. She, she really, she was smooth, she was polished, and her material was totally apolitical. Mm-hmm. Nothing political about it at all. And she's a very funny comic. What happened? <laughs> I don't know. I, the, I remember as you a know, kid, the first thing I saw in was uh, Finding Nemo, where she played uh, that fish that... It's like mm-hmm. short-term memory loss. Dory yeah. or whatever. <laughs> I mean, I've seen her do stand, not in person, but I've seen some of her older stand-up. I thought it was all right. Yeah. But this is like, she was completely undiscovered at this time. Um, okay. Doesn't matter. I'm sure she's uh, she's pretty well off, pretty well set. But nobody ever wants to let go of that fame, do they? It's like they keep, keep fighting. You got to know when to quit. I think she... Uh, mm. She narrowly missed the window. If she would have gotten out a year ago, nobody would have hated her. Yeah. <laughs> yep. 
Cancel culture, baby. Yeah. It's coming for you. It's coming for everybody. That's why you got to stay under the radar. As long as as long as long only one to 200 people know who you are, you're good. <laughs> I may have I exceeded that by one or two, so I don't know. I'm, um, <laughs> I, I should probably be worried. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I mean, well, you're as long as you're uh, as long as you're not like working some kind of you know big corporate job or some you know something like that. It's like, sure. what are they gonna do? All they can do is fire you. Yep. That's it. They can't really do anything else. And if you're self-employed, then uh, they, you can tell them to suck one. Yeah. But if you think about it, all this cancel culture was facilitated by um, social media. If not for that, you know, it didn't exist until until Facebook and Twitter did, really. Yeah. Oh, um, I'm trying to think. Maybe, yeah, I guess you're right. I was trying to think of like an example yeah. of um, like the Christian crowd really tried to get Marilyn Manson canceled when he was uh, ripping pages out of the Bible during his shows and that just made him bigger. So yeah, I guess you're right. Sure. Made him bigger. Yeah. I mean, your local Tennessee boy there, Al Gore tried to get, uh, you know, half the rock and roll acts canceled with Tipper, with his, uh, (laughs) you know, ratings for lyrics and so forth. But, you know, at that time people had to find, you know, a TV or a print outlet to listen to them and run their story and run it again and uh, for the most part, it fell on deaf, deaf ears. But now everybody's got, I guess as they say, a bully pulpit. And um, it's become pretty pretty pernicious. I mean, obviously it's going to get worse before it gets better. But you think at some point it's going to get better? Usually things sweet. I don't know. I, man, you know, but I, who can predict anything? The world's gone so upside down and inside out. Um, you know, just sort of. Gauging the future from past performance is hard to do because everything's just nuts. Um, I, I don't see I don't see any end to it unless unless social media um, um, goes away. I don't see cancel culture ending. I don't see how how it could be. I really don't. But who knows? Well, maybe um, maybe if something else happens to uh, make us start worrying about something real instead of being offended. Like if they, uh, yeah, I think if like it was, <laughs> I think it was Alex Jones who said this, that COVID-19 was a shot across the bow, like firing a blank just to show that they can release something that like spreads across the world that fast and affects so many people. So if they do release like, you know, the real bioweapon, then maybe we'll have just something to actually worry about than being offended. Yeah. <laughs> he could be right. He could absolutely be right. But, but even, yeah, yeah, if you think about it, even, even with this, uh, this whole, you know, pandemic panic. People are still into this stupid minutia shit of I'm offended and I don't like you. And, you know, it's just, um, I, I guess you're right. I think, I think nothing shy of, uh, maybe like a smallpox, something that's really lethal or all out war or nuking my asteroid like, impact, uh, asteroid impact. There you go. <laughs> That'll do it. Yeah. Something like that might, uh, change the course, but yeah, you, this, you uh, said little virus hasn't things. You said things are so. What you think you used the word topsy turvy? It's like mm-hmm. in most elections, like it. It feels like um, 
it, it feels like things are a little more certain, but I don't know, like two months away from the election now, I guess we're about 60 days out, something like that. It feels like, yeah. I mean, I have no idea. Like, I was sure for a while that Trump had it in the bag, especially once they nominated mm-hmm. Biden, but now it's like anything could happen. Two months seems like yeah. a long time and a lot of chess moves could be made. Oh, yeah. Yeah, nobody nobody knows. It's uh, very uncertain times. Very. If I didn't have kids, I'd never stop laughing. But I, <laughs> I do kind of fear for their future. I really do. Yeah. But having kids is like the best way to stop the globalist depopulation agenda. So, <laughs> Have you ever seen the uh, Georgia Capstones or Guidestones, yeah, yeah. whatever the hell they call them? Have you? Global population. I haven't seen them in person, but yeah, the global population okay. shouldn't be over 500 million, something like that. I think it's Ted yeah. Turner. Wasn't Ted Turner the guy that set those up? Oh, is that, they say he's the guy that put those up? Really? I think so. Really? I didn't know that. That might, I'm, this might be just the day I keep spreading fake news. Let me double check that. Yeah, you might be right because, you know, I've, people have talked about that with me and they've said, oh, nobody knows who put those up. No, I haven't seen them in, per- in person. That's why I asked you because very often, as you know, um, you get to kind of, kind of be there to get a sense of scale um, with things like that. But I understand they're, you know, enormous and substantial and it would take quite a crew of, think of all the people that went into, you know, Positioning those things, cutting the stones, engraving them, etc. And among all them, nobody talked. I mean, come on, somebody knows who the fuck put. You're them right. There. It's uh, nobody does know who put them there. Yeah, Ted Turner is, um, according to How Stuff Works and Snopes, Ted Turner is conspiracy theories claim Ted Turner put him paid for him. But I mean, hmm. I don't really trust Snopes. No. Or, but uh, that's they're saying that's not true. So hmm. I'm sure there's some money trail that traces back to Ted Turner with him, but I haven't. I, I don't. I don't yeah. want to definitively say because I'm just kind of repeating what I've been told at this point. <laughs> it sounds good though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Illuminati put him up. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, in the National Archives, like. Uh, one of my friends sent me a link to a .gov, uh, something from the National Archives, and it's letters of George Washington and Thomas Jefferson talking about the Illuminati. Really? Yeah. It's pretty interesting. Because hmm. um, yeah, they, I guess they didn't like the Illuminati because they were all Freemasons. It's like warring factions. Oh, is that right? Is there, are those guys um, not friends, the Masons? I guess not. Illuminati? I mean, back nowadays, I don't think... It, the Illuminati's either went way underground or doesn't exist anymore. Hmm. I'm not really, because I don't know. The Freemasons, you know, they're bigger than Walmart. We got club Masonic clubs all over the place around here. Um, and it's just a drinking yeah, club it. on the low level. But the Illuminati, oh, yeah. it's like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know about any of that. Yeah, just about every small town I stopped in had a, uh, a Masonic temple. I was kind of shocked to see that trip but they're they're pretty much everywhere yeah i mean it's a bunch of my friends dads were in it and they're you know their dads before them and it's from what you're not like obviously it's a secret society so you're not allowed to talk about things but on the low level it's just uh, a men's only drinking club what it seems like and then it's a place to get away from the wife and 
kids and have a brew and shoot right. the shit. Sure. And then above that, they're yeah. into like sacred geometry and, you know, ma- mm-hmm. masonry building. They have all the, that's uh, supposedly dates back to the Knights Templar and uh, yeah. building structures. And then at the high levels, I don't know if the Freemasons are nefarious or not, because like certain high level Freemasons like uh, Randall Carlson, I really like. He's uh, mm-hmm. he's friends with the Grimerica boys. And then um, there were some other, like uh, Abraham Zapruder, film is a Zapruder film just happened to be standing right there where the shot was going to happen. And because of him, we have proof that definitively Kennedy was shot from the front mm-hmm. as well. So like, it seems like the Freemasons mm-hmm. might be, they have their fingerprints on good things happening sometimes. Yeah. I've never, I've known a couple of, you know, Freemasons, but they weren't high level guys. I had an uncle who was, uh, he became the, uh, what the hell they call him. That was the, the exalted ruler of a, uh, a lodge, not in a big town. And it seemed to me, and you know, I went down as the Elks Club with him a lot of times, and it seemed like that's all it was. Just, you know, there was a pool table and a sawdust bowling table and pong machine and, and a bar where the booze was really cheap. And <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much what it was. Those guys would just like want to get the hang. fuck out of the house for, for a couple hours and hang and, you know, it's like a little, little clubhouse. So, and they did, those guys actually did a lot of good work. And I understand. I don't, I don't think they're secret, but the Shriners, man, I mean, those dudes build hospitals and stuff. They really do a lot of good. So, Yeah, I've heard so many mixed things about the Shriners. I mean, I the only thing I know, yeah, I, I think I think it's um, it's it's a, overall a good thing now. But the only thing I really know them from is, you know, they have the red hats and they drive those tiny cars in the town parade. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it, they'll drive around each other in figure eights or whatever, the whole parade route. But... I don't know. I've heard uh, I've, from people that I wouldn't necessarily, I would take with a grain of salt, but I've heard like really bad things about the origins of the Shriners that I won't repeat because really? that probably isn't true. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, secrets, anything is a any secret society, that. even if it's good. Um, like yeah. it's secret. So people are suspicious of it and everything's sure. It's painted nefarious, even if it's not. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. But then there's like uh, we just did an episode on Skull and Bones that was uh Ah, the Yaleys. Yeah. It was I it was a pretty fun episode. I didn't realize um I had all these I pulled all these clips. It was like mainstream media in the two thousand four presidential race between Bush and Kerry, like CBS, CNN, um uh ABC all were covering that Bush and Kerry were both members of Skull and Bones. And mm-hmm. uh, they didn't cover that they're cousins, but that was a... Wait a minute, who's which ones are cousins? George Bush and John Kerry. So you had two Skull and Bones members that are Get second cousins. George Bush, and, George Bush and John Kerry are related, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. And, and it's wow. it's weird, like, the fact that they're... Like related, not direct cousins, but they're still cousins, and then they're running against each other, and they were both in Skull and Bones. It's mm. like <laughs> hmm. Bill Hicks bit about you want the puppet on the left or the puppet on the right. It was very fitting <laughs> for that election. It is <laughs> really, <laughs> yeah. The, the skull and bones thing's weird. Like they uh, supposedly, well, not supposedly. Like it, members like have told what happened, and a, they have a ritual where you have to lie naked in a coffin and jerk off while the other older members watch. <laughs> and and apparently Bush Senior was there for his son's Bush W's uh, 
initiation ritual, which is weird. Uh, oh that whole that whole thing is crazy, but it's like you know, it, tons of successful senators and a handful of presidents were in it. Man, oh man, that's a that's a weird one. Almost makes me glad I went to a low level college. None <laughs> <laughs> of that shit there. Yeah, they. I think they only have fifteen job. members a year in Skull and Bones. Is that so right? That's yeah, even wow. if you went to Yale, it's pretty exclusive it's usually has to do with family bloodlines and stuff yeah yeah bizarre stuff man worlds within worlds yeah my favorite's bohemian grove like (laughs) john ronson and alex jones snuck in and got the they they have the moloch the the owl god who is like a babylonian god of child sacrifice it's like oh cool did they they get they breached the gates of that place did they really yeah yeah, that's that's an old like '90s video. You can find it? No They're shit. Like, yeah, is it's, that on uh, YouTube? I'm gonna look for that. Uh, it's, I'm sure it's on BitChute. YouTube pretty much purged Alex Jones, but I, right. bet, I bet you could find somebody else re-uploaded it on there. But uh, I, uh, they said all the elite guys in the crowd, like because Nixon and you know Reagan and all those guys used to go there to Bohemian Grove, oh, and they yeah. said during the ritual, they call it the cremation of care, that like all these old elite bankers and politicians are like in ecstasy. Like they were almost coming in their pants. Like, <laughs> and, and uh, the fact that it's like a God of child sacrifice, it's like, they didn't really sacrifice anybody in the video, but they burned this effigy of, of like what looks like a person. And it's like, why, why are you guys all, why do you, what's the point of this? Like, what? it's weird. What is the point? <laughs> yeah. That is weird. I wish I'd known that. I always knew, you know, the sort of the, mythology not that not that dark element of it but that it was kind of a you know a gathering place for uh world beaters and power brokers and string pullers and um i was up in the very close to that a few years ago with my family on vacation and i drove to the uh, the gate you know which was pretty heavily covered by security cameras and i don't remember i don't think there was anybody there like a, a posted guard but, yeah, um, it's probably just an empty you know, we, uh, forest during most of the year. Yeah, exactly. And um, and I, I would doubt also that the gate that I approached was actually the gate, you know. Um, right. But it just, just just seemed to be kind of a, you know, a spot in some heavily wooded area up there, northern California. So, hmm. You ever watch uh, House of Cards on Netflix? I never did. <clears throat> that was the uh, Kevin Spacey thing, right? Yeah, it's, it's actually really... Yeah really good show until they ruined it with the last mm-hmm. season when they kicked Kevin Spacey off the show. <laughs> but, oh. <laughs> but, uh, it's without giving too much, too many spoilers away. He basically like lies, steals and cheats and murders his way to the presidency. And the whole mm-hmm. time, like he'll, uh, he'll kind of look at the camera and narrate Kevin Spacey is just oh, such okay. a good, creepy actor. But there's this episode where good. he goes to Bohemian Grove and has to put on like the, uh, to make some connections with bankers. He puts on like the red hood and, does the rituals and stuff? Oh, really? Yeah. It's like I don't. He's he's like a Southern Sunners who he says I haven't seen in a while, but he says something like, "I'm not much for these silly events and shenanigans, but sometimes <laughs> it's like you gotta make the right connections." He's talking to the camera. He puts the hood on and like walks into this up to this burning effigy, and you know you got like Wall Street executives and stuff. He's talking to. I liked that show a lot. You know, he did that accent, and it occurs to me. I mean, were you, did, were you raised in the South? Because you have barely any accent at all. Uh, I was on the Ohio-Michigan border until I was twelve. 
Okay. But if I go up there now, people think I have like a deep, like even Tom Starkweather said, I have like a real Southern accent. It slips out, especially if I'm drinking, it slips out. Okay. But all right. I guess everybody thinks they sound normal, right? Until you. (laughs) (laughs) Of course they do. Like a British person's like, I don't have an accent. Even I do. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yes. Good stuff. What else you've been up to these days besides traveling the world or the country? Uh, well, I'm just trying to uh, sort of uh, get my bearings again. You know, it was kind of a, a um, had to bank a couple episodes before I left, which wasn't easy, and then actually do one while I was on the road, which was actually I was glad I kind of figured out how to do that because I I'm, I always sort of marvel when I hear about Adam Curry, you know, jetting off to the Netherlands. Yeah. And he's got his little, you know, his little array of equipment there and sets it up in some hotel room and then does a flawless show with uh, Dvorak uh, on the fly. It's really impressive. Um, so I, I did that for the first time and worked out okay. Nice. Um, but yeah. So I'm just trying to, uh, you know, that was the scout out uh, part two huh? of, uh, that was part two of what was it called? I listened to um, or the last my, one. Uh, for my forbidden road trip, That's, which yes. it was, you know. Oh I, yeah, because you're supposed to. <laughs> so you're supposed oh, to was, isolate in Cali. Yeah. Oh, every 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 almost every state that I went through, there was you know an LED sign just at the border. You know, if you're coming in for, you have to self quarantine for two weeks and wear a mask and blah blah blah, and all this shit. And, um, but thankfully in some, st- in fact, I'm going to do a list of, of the states in, of, that are cucked and uncucked. Oh yeah. Um, because like a ranking. Uh, yeah. I'll give you a little, uh, uh, for instance, like in Arizona, um, nobody gave a fuck about this. People, you'd walk into a, a restaurant or a supermarket and there's the, you know, the signs up on the, on the glass door in front, you know, everyone must wear a mask upon entry and blah, 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 and social distance and all this stuff. And you'd walk in, I'd go into the store and go, no, nobody's got a mask on. I'd say to the clerk, what's the deal? And she's like, oh, we don't, we don't subscribe to that shit. Just have yourself, you know, do what you want. <laughs> <laughs> However, for instance, in New Mexico, oh, they took that very seriously. Everybody was masked up in and out, you know, sitting on toilets. It was... It was absurd, so yeah, it, 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 it's it's amazing how how this country is segmented by uh, political beliefs and 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 mindset, just in, in, as a matter of state borders. It really is. As long as they don't mandate a vaccine, I'll be good. Oh, that's that's coming. I think. Yeah. I think. I think Adam's absolutely correct. I think that's that's coming. I mean, well, why wouldn't they? They've, they've done it with polio and smallpox and dozens of others. I mean, what's what's to stop them? Did you uh, seen that sixty minutes uh, thing about the um, swine flu vaccine, like that old seventies? Yeah, yeah, I did. It's yeah, it's uh, chilling. Yeah, especially when the head of the vaccine i think he was the cdc guy that was over the whole vaccine program Mm -hmm. like they asked him like so when you um put out these ads that said muhammad ali carrie fisher and all these celebrities got their flu shots did you bother to check and see if they had actually gotten their flu shots and he's like uh no it's like well we checked and they didn't (laughs) so they're just lying (laughs) it's like crazy yeah yeah Yeah, that's uh yeah and then you have scientists now talking about this new 
the COVID-19 RNA vaccine is going to make, it's literally genetically reprogramming your DNA, turning humans into genetically modified organisms. Yep. God knows what Gates is up to with that shit. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to pass on that. Yeah. Unfortunately, I, you know, I would say that for many school children and people that are reporting to jobs and offices that, you know, it's basically, if you want to, if you want to learn or you want to earn a living, you're going to have to, uh, to do what they say. It's, it's pretty goddamn scary. It really is. You know, yeah. Um, I saw, you know, you said, you mentioned family guy, <clears throat> um, um, which is, you know, of course, Seth MacFarlane. Uh, I don't think he's real funny. And um, he did a tweet uh, about a month ago saying, you know, extolling the virtues of vaccines. Oh, yeah. And he's, he's really an arrogant fuck, that guy. Yeah, he's an asshole. Like, uh, he's a fucking asshole. And he said, the tweet was like, uh, hey, people, it's not, it's, it's not all that simple. Here's how it works. And I'm just like, fuck you. Here's how you work. You're an unfunny asshole. Um, but I answered him and said, well, will you be first in line to get this? Seth, of course, they didn't get a response, but he won't be. And none of the people that are pushing this shit are going to be first to roll up their sleeves. None of them. Yeah. I, I, while you were saying that, I just looked at Seth McFarlane's Twitter account. He's still, uh, as of yesterday, ranting, arguing about the vaccine. I had to yeah. get an MMR vaccine before I attended public school as a kid. So did everyone I knew. Common sense. Yeah. Shut up, Seth. It's not a universal mandate. It's about protecting others in a specific environment, particularly yeah. right now. He's yeah. Seth MacFarlane is funny when other people are writing his his lines. Like I'm when sure. he was when he played the the Emperor on uh, Star Wars Robot Chickens. Those were some of the that was like the funniest version of the Emperor I've ever seen. As far as his, mm. for some reason, Fox. Didn't he have like five shows on the air at one time at some point? Probably. And two of them were Family Guy spinoffs. Yeah. American Dad, Cleveland Show. It's like now he's got that Star Trek live action Star Trek spinoff he's got. He's, he's just yeah. kind of a prick. Like the, the epitome of liberal preaching. Hollywood elite. Yeah, just telling people what to do. We don't. I don't. I don't care what he thinks. I really don't. A guy, a cartoonist, doesn't. <laughs> his his opinion doesn't interest me any more than some NFL player. Just doesn't. But everybody's entitled to them. Yeah, they're like assholes, right? <laughs> Opinions like assholes. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I yeah. th there are certain people that I their opinions are a breath of fresh air. Like Tim Dillon. You ever? I don't know if you ever heard his podcast, but. His, I'm not uh, familiar with him, no. He's an amazing stand-up comedian. Um, he uh, he makes some pretty funny, like, one- or two-minute-long videos on Twitter. Um, he uh, he did one where he's... <laughs> I might just play this because it's pretty short. Let me see if I can find... But uh, I'll see if I can find some good Tim Dillon. But he, he was ranting about um, Jenny Slate on BoJack Horseman played a mixed-raced mm -hmm. character, and she apologized for... Um, she's oh, yeah. like publicly because she was playing a cartoon character that wasn't the actual race that she is and mm -hmm. then left the show and apologized and Tim Dillon's like apologies aren't enough put her in jail put her in jail <laughs> he's like the death penalty is not off the table <laughs> yeah. he's, he's, uh, he's so good I'm, I'm trying to find this one he's, but is that really 
But is Good. that really parody? It's not. Yeah. <laughs> it's never enough. Is it? You know. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's he did uh, one right like the day after Je- Jeffrey Epstein, quote unquote, died. He did a video as Jeffrey Epstein's security guard, and he's eating like a foot long hot dog and spaghetti and pizza all at the same time. He's like, "Hey, Jeffrey Epstein, he was a great guy, you know. The Clintons loved that guy. They used to." <laughs> Right before he died, they were in there, and she was. It's like uh, it's, it's a, he's a he's a fat. I didn't really, like. You wouldn't really even tell he was gay, honestly. Uh, but he's he's just this like fat gay cigarette smoking, new, like Brooklyn, New York comic, and he's like one Good for him. He's um he's a. <laughs> I think I've heard him described as like Alex Jones meets Chris Farley, and it's pretty accurate. <laughs> yeah, this is okay. So let me set this up since you can only hear it. This is Tim Dillon All right. as Megan McCain on The View. He's got a blonde wig on and he's just smoking a cigarette, like bad lipstick on him. Before my father died, I had a baby with him. And we're going to, it will be raised in captivity. It'll be raised privately to be the greatest politician that has ever lived. My name is Megan McCain, and I'm on a news show called The View. And Donald Trump, that fucking riverboat casino captain, is talking shit about my father again. My father was tortured for a 100 years for this fucking country, and he came back and he started seven wars because he's a gentleman. Fuck you, Trump. I'm going to wear my father's skin mask, and I'm going to primary Trump from the right. Come on The View, bitch. If you're that tough, come on The View. You want an Alessandria Ocasio-Cortez? You want this shit? You want to fuck these tits, Trump? You want to fuck these tits? No, you don't. You want to suck cock. But I won't fuck you because the only person I'll fuck is dirty. I'll fuck his corpse. I'll fuck daddy's corpse. <laughs> he made that like right oh, after oh, John McCain died. It's like savage. Oh, oh, oh. Wow. Yeah, Megan McCain <laughs> blocked him on Twitter after that one. I can imagine. Yeah, he's wow. great. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. I'm gonna check this out. I can't recommend his podcast enough. It's so it's like a it's a solo pack podcast, kind of like that Larry show, and he just he'll just sit oh. there and rant about whatever's going on that day. <laughs> That's cool. Definitely gonna check that out. Got great delivery, man. Yeah, he's uh, he's a. Uh, I think he's probably the best stand up comic in, in, of this like today's generation, at least. Well, that's not difficult five. to be. I mean, sure, he's yeah. great, but yeah, there's, yeah. So, there's so few that are worth a shit. It's it's pathetic. It really is. You know. What about uh, you like Dave Chappelle? Yeah, take him or leave him. Oh. Um, I dig. Um, I dig. Um, Sebastian Maniscalco. Yeah. I dig Bill Burr, the earlier big Bill Burr. I think he sort of mellowed a little. Burr's um, great. You know, there's a guy. He's old school. He, you know, you don't. He's not. He never made it i think to the uh, the level of those other two guys but if you if you catch his act it's he's fucking great his name is uh bobby slayton um really funny dude yeah i know the name um, i'm gonna have to check it right that yeah down. yeah you'll you'll laugh you'll watch him he's been around a long time um but most of them like they say you know they're just clap comics they're really not looking for laughs they're looking for applause and you know mm-hmm. you're on our side of the political fence whatever which is fucking boring really so yeah. Yeah, I like uh Right. There's there's a I like like you said, the, the people without the political message overall are gonna be better. Like I'm, I'm a big fan of Tom Segura. Um but yeah, the the Netflix brand of comedy is 
ninety percent of it is just hot garbage. Yeah, it's uh, it's hard to find the good stuff. Yeah. Usually, the people that are any good are flying under the radar uh, because right. they're either too controversial or uh, they just aren't uh, on brand on marketing. Right. Right. That goes with I mean, music Eddie too. Murphy it goes with anything probably, really. Eddie Murphy probably couldn't get a gig these days. I mean, unless he's changed his material. I think he just got a. How much was I? I don't. I think Netflix was going to pay him like sixty million for a new special, maybe more than that. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if he. I think he took the deal, so we might have a new Netflix Eddie Murphy special. I'm sure it'll. It might be kind of milk toast, but uh, yeah, maybe he's watered down. It's sad, you know. I saw. even even you know even a guy who was never remotely controversial you know Seinfeld that guy you know he won't play schools or whatever he's just effectively been canceled just because he's not he's not in a soapbox mm-hmm. um, doing political humor and I I saw his Netflix thing recently he was he's, he's fucking great I mean that that yeah, guy deserves he, he was excellent you know there's there's so many chooches out there in the entertainment business that should be bagging groceries and have no business attaining the success and the financial uh, success that they do. Mm-hmm. But however, Jerry, he's one of them. That guy's worth however $100 million he is worth because he's goddamn funny and has been consistently so for, what, 40 years, you know? Right. Um, but yeah. he's, but he's he, you know, he, he can't perform live anywhere, really. So his Netflix thing I thought was very good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think of some other examples. I, um... Some of the bits in the new, the couple new Chappelle specials I loved so much. Like he, uh, at the end of, I think it was the most recent one, he was taking audience questions. Mm-hmm. Somebody asked him, like, what's going to happen if Trump gets reelected? And Dave Chappelle just takes a drag off his cigarette and he goes, I'm probably going to get another fat ass tax break. Because <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> the whole crowd is just wanting him to condemn Trump, you know? <laughs> Stuff. Yeah. And uh, he, he talked, he was, uh, he had a great long bit that I can't do justice about um, the importance of gun ownership and uh, just some hilarious, like, and the Chappelle show. I don't know how much you watched of that, but that show was great. They, uh, I didn't. Comedy Central, he walked away from like $50 million from Comedy Central uh, because they, oh, I remember that. he didn't want to have yeah. a, uh, Comedy Central was starting to not let him have as much, uh, they were trying to censor what he could do and. How many times he could oh, use that, the N word on his own show? And, oh, was that was that because I remember that when he did that when he walked away from an absolute fortune. But I, mm-hmm. you know, I, I was kind of otherwise engaged with other things, and I never knew that was the reason. Oh, yeah, he went to live in Africa. <laughs> did he and really? Then, yeah, and he came back a couple years later, and uh, that's where all these theories that like Dave Chappelle, they killed Dave Chappelle, and this is his clone. <laughs> it's like well, if that's true, his clone is pretty fucking funny. <laughs> I love those like weird like you can't find much of that on YouTube anymore. Uh, but there used to just be like any crazy wacky theory on like allowed on YouTube. It was like the wild wild west of just nonsense. Yeah, it's awful. It's awful. The um, the nonsense factor has been uh, squelched yeah. along with everything else. Just boy, it's it's uh, alarming that no one else though has been able to front you know, a platform um, like a YouTube or a Twitter. I mean, you've got these, you know, what the hell are they? Parker and Mastodon and uh, Gab. and But none of them ever seem to really get any traction. 
Um, yeah. I wonder why. I just don't. I uh, I thought bit shoots really good. Like if I'm looking for mm-hmm. um, if we're doing a specific topic on a podcast and I'm looking for good clips, bit shoot mm-hmm. is a good place to look because you're not going to find you know much about uh, <laughs> vaccines or something, for example, or Bill Gates on YouTube, unless it's just right. about how great it is. Uh, but right. Yeah, bit shoots good. Um, a lot of band creators have gone to bit shoot. Um, there's some really good content on there, and then you got. I mean, shit, YouTube banned uh, Soph, whatever her name is, S-O-P-H. Oh, yeah. She's like sure. 14. <laughs> mm-hmm. They banned her for making, you know. Can't have that wrong joke. thing. Yeah. I don't know. Can't, can't criticize uh, extreme extremist, Islamic extremists. Uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah, but she's she moved there. Matthew Buddha has been doing the um, the Pizzagate series that is really well done and well produced. He he. They uh they didn't ban him from YouTube, but they banned his those videos. So that's uh, he's moved to uh, BitChute. So I think the, the the ship is sinking for YouTube. I mean, hell, Rogue Joe Rogan really? just left YouTube. Yeah, that's true. Um, but <laughs> and has he moved to Austin yet, or is he just still planning to? I don't know. I uh, <laughs> he he is in Austin now. Uh, there is, are people okay. disputing that, but Alex Jones says he's in Austin. He's like. Joe lives right down the street from the studio now. Uh, we we there was a big hubbub yesterday because Joe Rogan moved to Spotify yesterday, mm-hmm. and right. a bunch of the episodes were missing. Some of the best ones, like the mm-hmm. Alex Jones episodes, Milo Yiannopoulos, Gavin McInnes, um, Owen Benjamin, Jordan Peterson, Jordan Peterson, and Jordan Peterson's daughter. So like. Alex uh, apparently called Rogan yesterday morning. We played a clip on there yesterday with uh, Nick the Rat and Tom Stark. Whether it's Alex is basically saying that I don't know if I buy this, but he's like, I talked to Joe. He's not being censored. Um, like all the episodes eventually will be on Spotify. They're having some corrupted files and naming issues with the files, and I'm like, okay, but like it's just very like very convenient which one's files were corrupted you know but mm. it seems a little shady but then mm. i mean it may be plausible because tommy chong was his episode wasn't on there and uh, some really benign ones like joey diaz and brian redband mm. uh, it's possible but uh possible. time will tell i mean i'm skeptical yeah hey, we're yeah. on spotify uh but it's like a, it's the under the radar factor, you know. Mm-hmm. Like we've we've had some very controversial episodes about all kinds of stuff, but you know, if, if you, it's the less than one to two hundred people factor, as long as you as long as you don't fly too That's close it, to the huh? sun, nobody's going to mess with you. <laughs> I don't know. It's uh, it's all a mystery, man. I'm the I'm the guy that always says there are no mysteries, but geez, the future is so cloudy. Who could tell? Who can say where it's going? It's just man. It's definitely the most interesting time to be alive. Well, that is a Chinese curse, you know. May you live in interesting times. So <laughs> Is that is that really what is that a good Oh yeah. May you live in yeah. interesting times. May you live in interesting times. We sure do. So but they could get, even get more interesting. I have no doubt. Oh yeah, it's um, Terrence McKenna talked about that. The um, he had some crazy theory about time wave zero, and uh, he kind of 
foolishly tied it into the 2012 mind calendar thing, but his mm-hmm. basic thesis was that the universe or reality is basically a novelty generator. And so it novelty like compounds and compounds exponentially and novelty will like forever be increasing and things will only get more interesting for the rest of time. Hmm. I'm butchering that, but it's okay. uh Terrence McKenna was he's a total egghead, but he's he had some great wacky theories about <laughs> where things are going. He uh I mean he I guess it wasn't hard to do, but he predicted uh a lot of like the internet where the internet and virtual reality and stuff would go back in the seventies. Really? He wasn't the only guy doing that, but Hmm. Yeah, he's well. That's impressive. He's also a spook, though. So he could have just had insider information. Uh, <laughs> we had we had a whole episode about McKenna debating whether or not he was in the CIA, but he uh, he was on the run from the F- FBI when he was growing mushrooms, and he had his own strain of psychedelic mushrooms. Him and his brother uh, Dennis. Oh. And so he has this speech, and a couple of them that are similar. He's like, "I was on the run when they found me." And they said, with a mouth like your, with a mouth like yours, you'll be great for our organization. And he said, so they moved me into PR, and I've been doing that ever since. But like hmm. the McKenna defenders, including Dennis, his brother, who's still alive, say like when he said they, he meant the mushrooms. He was working for the mushrooms, and he was their ambassador. <laughs> it's like, eh. <laughs> but he no, he had some great. He had some great stuff to say, whether he was a spook or not. I don't know. I know Timothy Leary probably was. You think he was? Yeah, that guy. Well, he definitely worked with um, like him and Huxley, and those guys were working closely with the CIA and MKUltra. Um, mm-hmm. uh, whether or not Leary was on the payroll, I don't know, but he was definitely running in that whole MKUltra CIA spook circle. Hmm. Huxley, you know, around that time, writing like, I guess it was a little before that, wrote Brave New World, and then after that, Brave New World Revisited, which lays out exactly what we're going through now, where, you know, the agenda to uh, get, like, destroy gender in the nuclear family and have everybody, uh, yeah, yeah, that that Brave New World was a... He, he he said it like later on. Huxley said, "Brave New World was like not a fictional book. This is the plan," <laughs> and mm. he helped instrument that plan. So, hmm. Well, I remember after um, Leary died, his kid had an interesting wrote kind of a story about his old man. He said, <clears throat> "You know, he was considered the father of the psychedelic generation, and you know, turn on, tune in, drop out, and the the virtues of acid." And he says, "You know, I don't know." That seems to have been the public perception. He says, but I grew up with the guy. Most of the time he was just drunk. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Yeah. And Leary had one of the best um, quotations ever, too. Allegedly, when they announced, when the doctor diagnosed him with some form of terminal cancer, um, his reply was great, <laughs> but not sort of ins- not not sarcastically. He felt like, well, okay, now it's my, you know, the next journey is going to begin. And didn't they? Did they shoot his ashes into space or a portion something? I think. I think he's. I think he's out there in orbit or traveling to another galaxy or whatever. I didn't know I'm that. That's sure. wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's even better than Hunter S. Thompson's Johnny Depp shot his ashes out of that cannon or whatever. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah. I like uh, Leary. I don't know. Leary, Leary had some cool things to say, uh, but he kind of creeped me out more than Terrence McKenna did. With a lot of it. Um, I was more of a fan of Leary's friend uh, from Harvard when both of them were professors. They got kicked out for the acid test they were doing. Uh, mm-hmm. Richard Alpert, who just became Ram Dass. Um, he's, he's, he's my jam. I like that guy a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's, I mean, he's definitely more woo woo, hippy dippy kind of, uh, mm. guru type guy, but his, um, allegedly I read his book, be here now one time, uh, tripping really hard. And that was a day that changed my life. So, <laughs> hmm. um, Interesting. who, McKenna's probably the most entertaining to listen to just because he's so wacko and he's, has such a weird speaking voice. Um, mm. and he, you know, but like, yeah, I read his book, um, True Hallucinations, which is only 250 pages, but I had to reread each page like, you know, two or three times because it's so wordy and bizarrely written. Oh, oh that's tough. Yeah. See, I, <laughs> Big when, words. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. That sounds like uh, rough sledding. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, his his uh, his public speaking is a lot easier to get into because you you don't have to. Uh, it's easier to put together the uh, points he's trying to make. Yeah, I always figured with with Leary, he probably was like uh, maybe sort of uh, Shanghai into if he was a CAA or whatever. You know, the guys the guy was, you know. A leader of the so-called counterculture at the time, he's he's uh, um, you know flacking for illegal substances, and I wouldn't be surprised if they just sort of said, "Hey, pal, you know, you're working for us now." Mm-hmm. Um, I would think I would think that if he was, that's how he would have gotten in there. Just yeah. guess, but that's kind of what McKenna made it. Terrence McKenna made it sound like happened to him. Yeah. Uh, I don't. Who's the? Uh, is there like a modern day equivalent of those type of guys? People always wow. say Joe Rogan's um, like the modern Leary, but I don't really. Yeah. Nah. Just because um, he talks about DMT all the time doesn't really make. Yeah, <laughs> he does. I guess. I guess in in some context he is, but I. But I. But Rogan seems um, to be a lot more um, vanilla than Leary. I mean, Leary seemed like he was really out there, for, at least for his time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Rogan, um, I think just the fact that Rogan is, um, such a fitness buff sort of precludes him being as insane as Tim Leary. Right. <laughs> yeah. He he definitely popularized, I mean, Rogan is responsible for popularizing psychedelics in today's world more than probably anybody. I don't even think there's yeah. a close second, but yeah. that doesn't really mean he's, uh, you know. That, that's the only comparison to him and somebody mm-hmm. like Leary or McKenna. Yeah. Uh, Bill Hicks, I guess, did too. Is that right? But he's, yeah, I mean, he died in the 90s. So I can't, I can't mm. really think of any, like, uh, I'm sure there are some, like a, a prominent uh, philosophizer, you know, uh, mm-hmm. in today's world. But that's probably just because there's so many, kind of like thinking of a, you know, who's the biggest comedian just so many more now yeah. what's the biggest band i think the culture's changed so much i mean in leary's day it was you know tune in turn on tune in drop out and get stoned and see where you wind up 
And today, I think maybe the their counterparts are these guys up in Silicon Valley that are all hot for you know, the smart drugs, the brain enhancers that make you sharper, faster. What? <laughs> Um, you know, so they can do what crunch numbers faster or something. I mean, the, the, the accent isn't on play. It's on work. It's kind of weird, really. Yeah. That may, all those Silicon Valley guys freak me out too. Yeah. They're I far they, creepier than and Leary, they, Leary ever was. They, you know, they all are into like micro dosing and meditation. Yeah. Um, and they probably have real crazy designer drugs that like, aren't available to the public when you're at that level. But mm -hmm. um, I wouldn't be surprised if people like uh, Zuckerberg and, you know, um, Tim Cook, the Apple guy, mm -hmm. these, these dudes like are super weird and under bright lights, their eyes are like solid black, like totally dilated. So, I mean, for all mm -hmm. we know, they already have the brain chip, like Elon Musk's Neuralink that he's talking about releasing, <laughs> which connects your brain to the internet. Um, yeah, I mean, that's going to be publicly available within the next year, according to Elon Musk. I believe that when I see it, but, yeah. um, I mean, those, if, if they are going to be available that soon to consumers, I mean, I'm sure the Silicon Valley guys have already gotten their toes into that. Mm -hmm. I knew somebody, yeah. well, I knew a couple people that, uh, have, are like, you know, pretty high up military families. Mm -hmm. And, um, I've heard through the grapevine from a couple different people around here that since the eighties, the special ops, like high level military have had brain chips or yeah, implanted. Really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Cannot confirm that myself, but mm. it sounds good. Well, Musk, didn't he say a couple of years ago that he, he did think we were living in some type of a matrix? I think he did. Yeah. Simulation yeah. theory. So, uh, mm -hmm. it, I mean, it's, it, it makes sense kind of, but if you, if you, because the argument is at some point, the way things are going, if we don't kill ourselves, we're obviously going to be able to make a simulation that's indistinguishable from this reality. So if that's mm. true, then there's a chance we're already in it or whatever. And some mathematicians have come out and said, like, it's actually 2,000 times more likely that we are in a simulation. <laughs> but if you like, if you do that, sure. and that's what Musk says too, but it's like, if, if you if you make that leap and say like this is a simulation, um, then like how far away is that from like then the, maybe the Earth is flat? I mean anything's possible if it's yeah. a simulation. <laughs> simulation. I don't know. Well, I would I would tell anybody that believes that to uh, you know grab a machete and hack off a couple of fingers and then tell me you're still in a simulation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, I, I guess it gets down to like more of a philosophical question of like, what is reality? Um, yeah. Like, is it a like material, the, the modern day materialist view, the Darwinist view is like everything is just, you know, molecules and flesh or is there, you know, is this just one tiny piece of a fractal of an infinite, uh, infinite dimensions or the multiverse theory, it really like the simulation theory is really like a philosophical question, but all these scientists like try to act like it. it's mm. like, Oh yeah, well uh, we did, we crunched the numbers and <laughs> mm. our models show yeah. Love that models. Yeah. yeah. That's the, it's the gospel of the godless. They don't know shit really. Yeah. They don't. Well, um, <laughs> before we wrap this up, I do, uh, we have to come back to everybody's favorite segment. 
And now it's time for Silly Songs with Laddie, the part of the show where Laddie comes out and reviews a silly song. So without further ado, Silly Songs with Laddie. <laughs> oh, yeah, Silly Songs, yo, macaron, yeah, macaron, no, chacaron, 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 chacaron. You like it so far? Love it. Maybe uh, maybe just a tad more because this one, I mean, you have you heard this? Yeah. El Chombo. No. Okay, this is El no. Chombo. Has uh, <laughs> it's got about thirty million views on the music video on YouTube. It's, uh, really? Yeah, it's wow. uh, it's pretty silly. Yeah, the the lyrics for that, that the lyrics for the chorus on that song are just indecipherable. So they wrote. I love it. I love it. <laughs> ten out of ten. Crazy about that. Ten out of ten because that, that whoever that do, Chambo, he's a man after my own heart because I do that. I did that all the time. With my kids when they were really young, I still do it sometimes. Uh, properly motivated, well, I'll, I'll you know invent tunes or sing songs, and I forget the lyrics, and so I just <laughs> they, they think it's funny. I sing to my dog that way, so nice. I'm down with that. I like that a lot. I think that's great. This yeah. has been silly songs with Laddie. <laughs> Good stuff. Maybe one day I'll find a song that you don't give a ten out of ten. Oh, okay. Maybe one day I'll it'll be, be like right. bad. It is pretty, um, you know, a, you just play anything by Neil Young, and um, I'll give it uh, a negative one. <laughs> oh man, I kind of no like problem. Neil Young. He can't sing worth. <laughs> he can't sing worth a shit. But it's not much of a guitar picker either. But <laughs> he's famous, so yeah. yeah. He, he, he had he had some all right tunes, but it's not the kind of guy to sit down and listen to a whole album of. That's for sure. No, I'm assuming you don't like the Dead either, probably. I don't, and I, I saw them twice. Not, you know, it wasn't my own, my idea. It was, you know, other people and stuff. And uh, they they actually do appear dead on stage. I've never seen musicians. They're like mannequins. Nobody moved you know, for ninety minutes. Like, holy shit, are these guys? Somebody, you know, put a mirror on their nose or something. It's wow. Yeah. yeah. Next time, try it with some orange sunshine. Might have a different. Okay. <laughs> I'll pass on that, but I'll take your word for it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I uh, I saw John Fogarty in Memphis. How was and he? It's a good show. A great show. Um, but he had he spent like a solid ten minutes just not playing songs and just bitching about the Grateful Dead. And he had because no he, shit. Yeah, he had a um, really. He was playing with his son and uh, I think one of the other living members of CCR. Great show. Mm-hmm. Um, but he he made it almost like a documentary as he would play songs. He'd tell old story old stories and there'd be like photos. Um, mm-hmm. and some old video in the background and kind of the history of CCR. And he played his, you know, two hour show or something really good. Yeah. Played the hits. And, uh, he's told this story about when he was headlining Woodstock or he was, he was playing after at Woodstock after the Grateful Dead. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he's like, they were so messed up. And he's like, after about, you know, an hour of hey, Jerry, where's my guitar, man. He's <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I came outside fine. Like, Two they they were like two hours late. They I came out on stage mm-hmm. and the entire crowd at Woodstock was asleep. The the Grateful Dead played an entire crowd to sleep. Wow. He just bitched about the Grateful Dead for a while and I was like, 
Man, this guy's got a bone to pick with the dead. Yeah. Well, totally <laughs> 60 years later, no, 50 years yeah, later. They put, me to, they put me to sleep twice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. that Larry show, that Larry show.com. Thanks for hanging out today, Larry. Chris, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to hang with you. Hell thank yeah. Let's so do much. it again soon. It um, I'll have anytime. I'll have Larry's show will be linked in the show notes and coming up. Oh, yeah, Larry, uh, I'm about to interview a real-life communist in uh, 30 Whoa. minutes. Ash B. Coffin is coming up. Uh, she is oh my God. She's she is pro-gun and pro-free speech, but she calls herself a communist. She's a commie? Yeah. I'm, uh, that's, she that might, doesn't pencil out at all. She might I convert. I don't know. Maybe she'll convert me. She's. Uh, <laughs> don't let it happen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hold your uh, position. All right. <laughs> I'll hold the line. But, yeah, uh, I'm going to. Have everything you need to find Larry on social media and his podcast and website in the show notes. And Larry, I will talk to you soon, my man. Thanks again. Thanks so much, Chris. Have a good day. God bless, man. See you. You too. Bye-bye. And which activities like mass gatherings uh, may be, in a certain sense, more optional. And so until you're widely vaccinated, those may not uh, come back uh, at all. Eventually, what we'll have to have is certificates. Who's a recovered person? Who's a vaccinated person? So eventually, there will be sort of this digital immunity proof. Facilitate the global real The source of the virus could be a natural epidemic like Ebola, or it could be bioterrorism. Uh, an epidemic, either naturally caused or intentionally caused, is the most likely thing. You can drag and trace me all you want, just please let me go outside. Please, please. So next time, we might not be so lucky. Please, please. This is a global problem, so how do countries work together? Uh, all right, I'm not in a good mood now. I just I start, I start thinking about Bill Gates up there with that little chicken neck. Uh, hopping or now, a little murdering eugenicist. Uh, you know how he walks like, uh, like a demonic elf. Hey, Bill Gates. Uh, you son of a piece of garbage. I hate you. My listeners hate you. And remember that scumbag forever.